I'm Zach. I'm Roy. And this is Advice Hot Dog. Roy, remember last week when we felt like we had done a really bad job of recording a podcast? I do remember that. Somebody said on the Twitter that they thought that episode was good. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think we're wrong about stuff like pretty much all the time. Do you trust them? The people on Twitter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the internet. You're not going to say something you don't mean. That's true. They've, they've never led me astray. You can't be thoughtless on the internet. Hmm. Wouldn't work. Hey, how do you feel when people uh, say internets to make it funny? That's okay, I think. You do? Intertrons, uh, I will say, sometimes. Usually just to my girlfriend. I don't... Uh, I, my girlfriend and my primary mode of communication is just nonsense. Yeah, I've heard the two of you talk to one another. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I didn't intend for that to happen, really. No, it happens. Uh, I mean, you do mm-hmm. talk to each other. Why would that not happen? Mm-hmm. It happens. Yeah, I don't like doing that in front of other people, though, is what I'm saying. Oh. So if I've ever done that while somebody else was in the room, it was an accident. Or really? she said something to me and I had to respond with the proper kind of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you've created a language, a call and response, a nonsense S- response. Sort of. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, although sometimes the rules are a little too general. So sometimes uh, we get confused. And so if if she says, for instance, I'm going to stam rams, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if she's going to uh, have a session in the steam room or if she's going to play Star Wars, the Old Republic, because it's those the are same. both called stam rams. Huh. Yeah. Why would you do that? If, you, if you're in charge of making up this language, why would you main, name something that you both because enjoy this the same thing? This isn't a language from our from our brains Roy this is a language from our hearts and your heart sometimes thinks of two things as the same because it's not so articulate hmm okay I'll I'll accept your proposal uh, you know I'm sorry if my cutesy talk with my girlfriend isn't rational enough for you Dr. Spock do, do people read Dr. Spock anymore I don't know is he still alive I don't know. I guess that book's I mean, still, still there. Yeah. There's still those they, books. They don't the just 70s. burn all the books once the author dies. Uh, so I read uh, somewhere. I don't even remember who. Doesn't matter. Yep. Uh, that The best advice they ever had about parenting, the best advice they ever received about parenting books was just take pick one parenting book and stick with it. Don't read 10 of them and you know, get crippled by all of the contradictory information the the, I think the thesis was it doesn't fucking matter. Like nobody knows what they're doing, raising a kid and everybody turns out pretty much okay. Unless you rape them or whatever. Right. Right. Like that's pretty much the only way that you can seriously fuck a kid up. Probably in all of the books. I'm just guessing here. You think even though I haven't read all of them, none of the books are like, you know what? If you want to molest them, that's okay. I don't think so. I wonder if that would be a popular book or I mean, I bet you'd get some attention if you wrote that book. Sure. You'd get a, a lot of attention. I don't know that that uh, would attention would convert to sales. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would. You don't think so? No. Nope. What if it was an ebook? E- even so, I don't think so. Hmm. Be- How- people would be afraid that someone else's uh, Kindle is paying attention to what you're doing and you'd be in trouble. Oh, it might accidentally be posting to Facebook when you open it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that integration. I hate that stuff. I I hate seeing that. um, You you don't look at Facebook, but uh, there's this little crawl on on the side and it tells you, you know, like so-and-so likes blah, 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 or blah, 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 listen to so-and-so and and stuff like that. Uh Yeah, it's stupid. That sucks. Unless there, it says so-and-so likes advice hot dog. Oh, then you're happy about it. Yes, I am. So-and-so just started reading how to finger your baby. (laughs) 
That's right. Uh, <clears throat> it's a cookbook. Hey, if anyone out there is thinking about uh, writing this book, don't. Yeah, please don't. And really, you know, just sit down and take a good look in the mirror. Yeah. Like, why did you want to do that in the first place? Like, that that's that's not okay. Drop some acid and then look in the mirror. Oh, man. That should really freak you out. Oh, mess you, know, you up. Drop some acid and then look at like a stucco wall with a weird texture on it. Ugh. Man, you'll see so many faces and it'll Terrible. be like they're moving and they're not mm, moving. And judging you. Nah, every single one of them. Mm-hmm. There are eyes everywhere and mm-hmm. they're all they're all judging you. Mm-hmm. Baby, they're all posting. fingerer. Posting on their Facebook That's about what they you. say they they tut tut they 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 point their finger at mm. you and they cluck their tongue tisk 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 baby fingerer. Mm-hmm. We're not calling this episode that. Fine. I, I usually if I, I, I can tell what you're trying to do here. Yeah. Well, you know what? It doesn't matter because no uh, no episode title is ever going to match the title of the uh, video games hot dog we recorded last night. Baldur's Gate's McFadden. Wow. Yeah. You have to be familiar with Baldur's Gate. And Star Trek: The Next Generation mm-hmm. to really understand why that's funny. Right. Of course, now I, that I've I'm explained not, it, it's not funny to anybody. Well, I'm familiar with the last part, but not the first part. Yeah, it's a video game. You have a podcast? I do. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't know it myself until just yesterday. I was like, it's time to record episode 49 of our podcast. Whoa, 49. We have a podcast. Wow. I know. It's all we do anymore. Mm-hmm. It, uh, pretty sort soon of. pretty soon it's gonna be like we're gonna write a memoir and the memoir is just you know what just listen to these fucking podcasts that was pretty much our entire lives sitting there recording them uh so so that kind of reminds me of something i found uh some tapes that a good friend of ours sent me 12 years ago when i was living in germany like v- uh, cassette tapes audio tapes yeah they're the mini cassettes okay um and they're really interesting to listen to and one of the things that uh this is our our friend dylan who uh lives in prescott but one of the things that he talks about is how stupid he thinks that these tapes are going to be later when he listens to them in the future and i i realize that now that because we've been doing this i will think of myself as being even more stupid oh, in yeah. the future listening yeah, back mean, to this. I, I've been recording stuff mm-hmm. on a, you know, several times a week basis for what, eight years mm-hmm. now? And I'll bet, I'll bet that if I I'll bet that if I went back and listened to some stuff that I said two weeks ago, I would think, man, I am fucking stupid. I feel that way the next day. Oh yeah? Mm-hmm. I often Sometimes. feel that way at the end of a sentence about the beginning of that same sentence. Really? Yeah. E- even that one you just said. You know that really is true. Uh, but I think uh, that's more about just the really overdeveloped sense of shame uh, that I have. Okay. I wonder if that was because of something that my parents did. You know, I they, wonder if that was something in the in the Dr. Spock book was like, instill in your kid a real, real deep sense of shame. That will drive him to constantly try and accomplish things with his life. Now, now that, that's interesting you should say that because um, you weren't raised religiously and I was, mm-hmm. but we both have that sense of shame. I, but wouldn't you describe yours as guilt? You say Catholic guilt, not Catholic shame. Sure, but I, I think those are fairly interchangeable. But I think you have you have that about things like wanking. Like maybe wanking your dong? Mm, no, I I might have once. But you felt guilty about it once? No, no. I, at one time in my life, I no longer oh, I do. See. Okay, I thought I couldn't tell if you were saying that you felt guilty once that you had only masturbated once, which I was pretty sure I was going to have to call bullshit on that. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I did. Uh, I once abstained for a whole year. Really? Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Were you also having sex? <laughs> no. 
When was that? How old were you? Oh, I was in high school or something. I had no idea. Yeah, I was a young kid. Wow. Did, right in it, my prime uh, of, of wanking. Yeah, those were, those were prime wanking years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Although, I missed a whole year. I think I've been trying to make up for it since. Uh-huh. Uh, wow. I had, I, I'm, I'm, my jaw well, is on the y- floor. I'm you know, what's interesting about, um, when you are in your prime of wanking, you're also not trying to share it with anyone else. Uh, okay. Because of the shame. Right. You're not going to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Like, no, I mean, I remember right after high school, uh, the you and you and me and, and Chris walking down the street and like, huh, we just had this conversation where we admitted to masturbating. And you know what? That was pretty liberating. I'm mm-hmm. going to start masturbating in front of everyone. Yep. And and we have since. It is really weird how when you are young and everything seems like such a big fucking deal, you know, and it does. And it's like, I remember every once in a while, like I remember once when I was like, I don't know, I was probably like 24 and I in the in a group of people that I was in a college class with. And it was so it was like just a bunch of college freshmen where I just like said something out loud about how I thought a girl was attractive, like in in a in a class you know, a setting where there were like a handful of people around or whatever. And people like ah, got really weirded out by it. That you admitted that you found someone attractive? Yeah. Or that she was attractive even? No, that I said something about it. They were uh-huh. like, oh, wow, that's a, that that's inappropriate. And, and I don't think, huh. Okay. I guess I'm used to being around people for whom that would not seem like a weird thing to say. Or maybe they just thought I was the creepy old guy because I was 24. Maybe. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not like... Okay, so... Going to school is kind of like being at a job, but not really. I mean, the the rules are similar in some senses, but not completely, right? It's not like... Uh, that's, a, that's a context in which I probably could have used some extra shame because, boy, did the people I worked with mm-hmm. ever not like the way that I acted. Really? Well, yeah. Also? At the no, same time? Sure. Yeah. All the time. Okay. Basically, always. Every time I ever had a job, I would say things. They'd be like, dude, what the hell? You can't... Don't sit you know like i would tell if i was at a party with like the boss i'd be like yeah this job fucking sucks like this is a terrible job like this is a horrible place to work and everybody'd be like dude don't don't say that like why it's true everybody knows it everybody believes it what the fuck is the point of not saying anything about it and it's like oh man and what would your boss say you're not climbing the ladder they never cared Uh i mean they knew they knew i was about to get fired anyway so (laughs) it really didn't matter what i did okay yeah boy Hmm. but yeah when you're when you're a kid you're like, oh man, nobody can know about all these deep, dark secrets that I have that I'm the only person that's ever felt this way. And I'm the only person that has sure, this particular true. brand of shame. And it's like, you know right. what? Maybe that's different with the internet. Maybe anybody can anybody uh, can go online and find somebody that's sicker than they are. They and can. So everybody thinks that they're okay. I, I think what it comes down to is people um, find it um, very liberating to talk about what other people do, but not what they do. Mm, okay. Right. So it's, can you believe how crazy these people are? And so they're looking this, at this, the beam and... on their brother's dong. Yes. No, I'm sorry. The moat on their brother's dong. I forgot. I don't remember which is smaller, a moat or a beam. I, I don't know either. You don't think of a beam as a thing. I think of a beam as like a beam of light and not like a roof beam. Oh, I, yeah, I, I think of wood. See, because buildings have beam. joists, not beams. We don't build things with beams anymore. Well, so ca- cabins. Yeah. When's the last time you were in a cabin? Uh, don't answer that. <laughs> okay. Retor- rhetorical question. Uh, when is the last time you were in a cabin? A few weeks ago. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> was that fun? Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> My parents' house in Yarnell is a cabin. Oh, I see. With beams. It does have beams. Beams and everything. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah. So what have you been up to? Uh, Besides making I, up for that year of not wanking, did you? Here's a, here's a here's a personal question. Mm-hmm. Question that you never would have dreamed of answering. Uh, I know. What do you want to know? When you don't, when you don't uh, spill your seed for mm-hmm. a while, your your body will do that thing where you have mm-hmm. a dream in which you spill yeah, your seed it and then spills go up. its own. Yeah, and I feel like when I have been in situations in semi long term where I just never got a chance to jerk off. Uh, that happened to me maybe once a month. Hmm. How 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 often would you say you had a nocturnal emission during your year of not wanking it? Um, I'm going to guess here because I don't remember very well, but may, maybe once a week or every two weeks, something really? like that. That's a lot. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you were subconsciously as helping opposed to wanking every day. Uh, well, sure, I mean, it's not twice a day or three times a day. Yeah, I guess it's not a, not a lot. Compared. But I mean, I I think you. In this modern age, you will sometimes accidentally go a week and you don't, you know, you don't play a little nighttime catch up. Mm-hmm. And maybe you don't. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Catch up. Yeah. Ugh. That's where you have a dream about having sex with some ketchup. Uh-huh. Or, or ketchup or, comes or, out. Or catsup. Yeah. Yeah. Do you not have that thing where sometimes it's ketchup instead of, instead of the normal? Uh, no, I don't. The normal sin of Onan. Uh-uh. The substance is called sin of Onan, right? That's like oh, not, Onan the barbarian. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow my sin of Onan all over your face. <laughs> is what you will say. Uh, poor Onan. This would be a good episode to share with your parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they'll be happy about that part where you didn't jerk off for a year. In yeah, high school. yeah, yeah. Um, the, okay, so here's a uh, curious thing about that year of. I should write a book. That's you called the year of not jerking off. <laughs> um, the first time I did after that. Nothing came out. Hmm. And I was already of an age where things did come out. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it, it has a name or something. I don't know what it's called. I don't know the technical term. So do you think, uh, I don't really want to talk about this anymore. No, I don't either. <laughs> and it's not because I'm ashamed. It's just because I don't really want to know that much about you. No. Well, okay. I, I just don't want to encourage all of our listeners sure. to... Uh, well, sending I mean, questions about keep in this. mind that you your method of masturbation, as I recall from a previous conversation, involves t- uh, taking a just giant using clo- your feet, putting a giant clothespin on the end of your dick. One of those old school ones, you know, that <laughs> hitting you can- it with a hammer, <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, works well because it opens up the clothespin. OK, and then it closes again. Uh, okay, that's not the kind of clothespin I was talking about. Oh, you're yeah, talking so I about mean, like old school, uh, stinky cheese clothespin. An old school. I don't know what that. No, you know, like in a cartoon, if uh, old cartoon, if someone uh, smelled really bad, they would pull out a clothespin, like an old timey clothespin. Yeah, an old timey clothespin, yeah. the one that looks like a maybe like a person with no arms. Yeah, you can paint a face on them. Yeah, and maybe draw with a marker uh, like a sheriff's badge, and sure. then you can say, "You're under arrest, my dick." Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, and then, well, I well, don't it's know, like your dick is the sheriff's horse. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I wasn't really thinking that through. <laughs> Yeah, it was terrible. It was like, it wasn't, my goal was not to create a compelling and believable story <laughs> yeah. in this scenario. I, I, see, this is why I didn't go I, into I theater. think you wanted to stop talking about this. <laughs> uh, what have you been up to? Uh, well, <clears throat> this morning, uh, I woke up to uh, what we call in the fish biz as a, an emergency about fish. Okay. And uh, the tube on the pump came off, so the pond completely emptied <laughs> or emptied to the point where the pump couldn't uh empty out any more water and it looked like all of the fish were dead hmm. 
And it turns out that they weren't. Uh, Corinne woke me up in a panic and immediately turned on the water. And it turns out we saved them, which is great and everything. But then I also had this uh, pang of, my God, we are saved from the fish. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I'm taking care of them. Remember when you were thinking about buying this place and I was like, man, I think you're going to regret this whole fish thing. Well, that isn't why we bought the place. No, but it would have been a reason not to buy it. Yeah, but um, I have also been working on the studio and finally have lights up and tables and... Mm, lights and tables. Uh-huh. Things are Got starting to come... as comfortable as a prison cell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there is a bucket. Um, okay. And that makes me happy every time that I get more work Yeah, but then every time you go to the studio, you have to walk past the goddamn koi pond. <laughs> yes. That's true. Anyway, think about how much nicer big, my, store, my studio would be if it weren't for all the money I had spent keeping these goddamn fish alive that I don't even like. You know, it's not it's not really money at this point. I mean, we spent some money at the beginning with the Roy, new filter and stuff. It is more, water more is, the time. Water is money. Water isn't free. No, it also isn't. freedom. Freedom isn't free. That's true. You're you're not taking into account the costs uh, paid by those brave men who died for your right to even keep koi. Oh, I do not like that comparison. The Marines who brought no, who brought no, the koi no, back no. from the Pacific Theater. <laughs> they're they're fresh in water. their coffins. I don't, yeah, well, there were islands. On, you're, okay, you're not going to look at me and tell me that koi aren't from Japan. Uh, I don't know that they are. I don't either. I mean, koi is just the word for carp in Japanese. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Why would they have a word for that if they weren't from there? <laughs> I don't know. You have no idea how culture. Don't they also have a word for chocolate? Yeah, that's also where it came from. There. Oh, okay. I don't know the word for chocolate. I, I I really don't know how the world works. What? How do I think that I am qualified enough to answer any question yeah. that anyone sends us? Well, you've got me. Okay, thank you to guide me along. You're, mm -hmm. you're my candle in the dark. So you had a you had a fish emergency. Yeah, as you say in the fish biz. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I we mean an emergency them. about fish. I yeah. fucked up. I don't know your jargon. It is complicated. Uh, I joined all of the blog blog groups and I learned all this stuff about, about fish. Right. Yeah. You read alt.fish.emergency. Uh-huh. Um, Alt.widespread.panic.fish. <laughs> Turned out not to be one of those. Uh, so the fish are alive. It's great. We're all happy about it. Um, but since I last saw you, I watched two movies. What were they? They were Hannah and 50-50. Okay. Have you seen those? I've never even heard of either of them. You didn't see Hannah? Oh, yes. Yes, I have. About I the, have seen Hannah. I didn't, re I didn't the recognize the The little kid in the now. wilderness? Yeah, that movie was good. Uh, I don't know. I like the so part much. where she eats an egg. She eats it too fast. She didn't, you don't see it like going to, to her mouth. Really? You wanted it, you wanted it to like zoom in and slow down uh -huh. and some seductive Yeah, that's where there should have been playing. some slow motion. Yeah. I don't know that I found the resolution uh, great. Hmm. at all like i don't understand the whole purpose of the movie like they're out in the wilderness it seems like they could have just been anonymous and lived out their lives but eric banna wanted the red-headed lady to die so that's why he sets up this whole elaborate scheme and she's too trusting of that uh, other girl i i don't know well but i, I mean, started I off really were, strong and but they were supposed to be killed and they were in hiding but then the movie begins with the girl deciding that she wants to try and re-enter society right i mean that's 
I suppose so. I mean, I think they they make that happen. They were they were hiding, and he knew that if they were ever going to come out of hiding, that she was going to need to be able to protect herself from all the people that would try to kill her. Right, which meant that she had to kill the the Cape Blanchett. Yeah, yeah. She had to kill uh, Guinevere. No, uh, Galadriel. <laughs> Galadriel. She had to kill Galadriel and the woman from Banditos. Was it Banditos? I don't know. The Billy Bob Thornton and uh, Bandits. Bruce Willis. Was it? Bruce I think it was Willis? just Bandits. Bandits. Uh-huh. Okay. It was Billy I Bob really Thornton liked that and movie. Who else? No, Billy Bob Thornton was pretty much playing uh, Bruce him. Willis. Was it Bruce Willis? Yeah. yeah. He was pretty much playing himself mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah. He's afraid of uh, anything older than what eighteen yeah, like hundred or yeah. yeah. And Benjamin Disraeli's hair. And the interviewers always cut him off when he starts saying saying that. Really? Yeah. It's like they don't want to acknowledge it. It's like you know what? That was too fucking weird. Okay. We're just not going to talk about that here on Talk of the Nation. It's probably not Talk of the Nation. He's like, uh, here on. Uh, I bet he's been on Talk of yeah. the Nation. Here on Marketplace. Uh-huh. Let's see what, what kind Freak of Billy Bob Thornton is afraid of. Um, but, but then 50-50 was really, really good. I, I found, you know, they're very different. Hannah really felt German. You know, and I realized a lot of it takes place in Germany. But it was sort of like the first half is like this weird German techno video. Mm-hmm. And then the second half is like a creepy a man weird, in a weird German techno fairy video. castle, uh-huh. a German fairy castle. Yeah. But then there's that part where she eats that egg and that was awesome. Yeah, I guess that was okay. Yeah. I don't know. Why, I don't know why that stuck with me of all of the things in that really? movie. Yeah. Huh. You're not the first person to mention that either. Oh, yeah. I've heard that before. About yeah. I mean, egg. it's a weird, it's a weird thing, right? It's like, huh, that's weird. Well, she needs some protein and she, she's been eating eggs raw for sure. forever. Yeah. Cause why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. They're good. She wasn't that jazzed about music. Okay. I feel like she should have been more jazzed about music. You think? Mm-hmm. And was it good music? Yeah. I mean, was some of the first live music she hears is flamenco. I mean, maybe she should have... Uh, oh, wow. There's that whole thing. There's that whole subplot with the like kind of hippie family that's yeah. the American hippie family. Yeah. Well, that was a good uh, movie. British. British Were they British? Family. Yeah. Or were they like Australian? No, I think they were British. See, whenever there's dumb hippies, I just assume they're American. <laughs> Yeah, no, they're they're British hippies mm. that were dumb. I, I mm-hmm. don't know. I thought that was a good movie. Okay. So anyway, who's I, d- I didn't dislike it, but I was glad I didn't see it in the theater. Mm-hmm. I was glad I just saw it, saw it at home. Fifty Fifty is with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Seth Rogen, and it's about, oh, is it the, about the guy who gets cancer? Yeah. Okay. It's really good. Cool. Yeah. Well done. All right. Well like done, Joseph, jo- Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Gordon-Levitt. I like jo- Jogo. <laughs> Jogo. Yeah, is what I Jogo Lay. Jogo Lev. Yeah. Lev. Mm-hmm. He's the Riddler in the next uh, Batman movie. Really? Uh huh. Huh. That's my understanding. I, I may be wrong about that, but, but I can't find an image of him wearing a Riddler suit. Or maybe he's that guy that'll tell you about crazy government programs that you can qualify for. <laughs> you can get four thousand dollars to write a book. Huh. I'm unfamiliar with what you're referring to. I had some guy on infomercials that wears a suit covered with question marks and is real annoying. And he just yells about different things, different ways for you to take advantage of programs that you might not know about that where the government will give you some money. Really? To write a book about the year you didn't masturbate? $4,000 to write a book about not masturbating for a year. Yeah. Huh. That's specifically. That's weird. You wouldn't, you'd think that there would be enough. Here's the problem. People are like, oh yeah, I'll do that. And then they take the money and then they can't go a whole year. So then they can't, they don't don't qualify. So the government has them killed like that guy who lived biblically for a year mm-hmm. uh-huh. where he wouldn't sit anywhere that his wife had sat while she was on her period yeah and she sat on everything yeah, because she, she was so pissed off so that he would have to sleep in the yard yeah <laughs> he just started carrying his own chair around oh wow 
man, mm-hmm. do you think that they had to like play a game of keep away? Like where she kept trying to snake the chair out from under him and sit on it. It's possible, but I think he probably just slept oh, wow. with it under his pillow. Do you think pillow. that he was allowed to use the toilet? I don't know. Or did he have to carry his own toilet with him too? He could have just squatted over it. Oh yeah. Okay. Right? Nuts. Nuts out on no, it. That's what girls do in public. Yeah. That's I mean, true. in public restrooms, not just like out in, you know, those toilets that's just sitting on the street. That happens sometimes. I have one in my yard. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Do you get a lot of neighborhood children <laughs> exposing themselves for you? Yeah, it's one of those uh, attractive hazards. Is that what it's called, or an attractive nuisance? Oh yeah, yeah. Big yard toilet. What's what is a? What, I'm not familiar with the concept of an attractive nuisance. I guess like um, I don't know if you have a yard that's full of uh, dirty lawn mowing equipment. Okay. Or uh, rusty nails. Oh, so it's something that is both dangerous and appealing to yes. children? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. rust, like a yard full of rusty nails. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, good. Oh, no, ra- rags. Sweet imagination. And to riches. <laughs> what is attractive to young children that's dangerous? I don't know, the rich taste of Nestle's Quick. Like a pool that's full of m- matches. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because pool kids like pools. Kids yeah. like matches. Yeah. yeah. Put those together, it's that dangerous. That would not last very long. Huh. Like, I think the first kid that got in there would be unable to resist just lighting one, and then it's all over. Yeah. It explodes. Unless the pool was also full of water. Oh, then it would yeah, be a lot less, that's a lot less one, fun. One another. be attractive, but not really as much of a nuisance as you'd think. I think you could still really drown in it. Uh, you probably could. Right, because you wouldn't be able to tread matches. You could, <laughs> you could make a raft out of matches. You could, possibly. Yeah, it'd be great until there was a mm-hmm. lightning storm. Oh, well, you know, if they were wooden matches, mm-hmm. no problem. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Were you thinking paper matches? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Ma- like matchbooks. Those, not those metal matches that would just sink to the bottom. Uh-huh. <laughs> Adamantium matches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What uh, have you been up to? I don't remember. A lot of work. Uh, there was there was kind of a big crunch uh, leading up to the first of the month, and then I've been just sort of in a daze since then. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what I did this weekend. Was it this weekend that I went down to my mom's? I yeah, think that might yeah have been you it. did. Yeah. I bought my mom a new mailbox. Oh, okay. And installed it. It was a mess. Did you order it from Amazon? No, I didn't remember that she needed one. Um, I, so it was, I went down there a few days late for my mom's birthday. Um, and I never, okay. My mom and I have a tremendous amount of difficulty shopping for each other for our birthdays because I just buy everything I want the instant it occurs to me that I might want it. Mm -hmm. And she has a house that is just chock full of so much shit that I cannot in good conscience buy her anything else oh she doesn't really need anything and she never really wants anything then spend more time with her yeah so i decided to go down there and take her out to dinner call her every day for a year um but also yeah instead of instead of jerking off so i call her as soon as i wake up and then i call her as i'm about to go to bed Mm -hmm. and then i call her whenever i wake up at four o'clock in the morning yeah uh no that's creepy man that's creepy and now I hope that I don't think of that the next time I'm like, hey, you, probably you know what will. time it is. Fuck. God damn it, Roy. It's four o'clock. Uh, so I got down there and, and some some kids, some damn kids today, Roy, mm-hmm. had uh, hit my mom's mailbox with a baseball bat. Are you serious? Yeah. The brand new mailbox? No, 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 no. It wasn't brand new. It, was, it had been there since before. before oh, this they is why the you. Yeah, this, yeah. Okay. So, but so she was like, she kind of hammered it back into shape to where it would almost close. But then it was like, eh, she just um, hadn't wanted to deal with it. And so I was like, you know, why didn't you tell me about this? This is something I could have gotten you. I could have gotten you a new mailbox. Let's go to Home Depot and I'll get you a new mailbox and I'll install it. So mm-hmm. I went to Home Depot and got a mailbox and went back. And as I 
took the old mailbox off of the uh, off of the post. Mm-hmm. I was reminded of a lot of things that I have built uh, yep. <laughs> in, in my life. Uh, so this mailbox, uh, there was a post like you have, but it wasn't like I've I've installed a number of mailboxes in my life. Have you? Okay. Yeah, I have. Uh, that number. I'm, is, I've never done one. That number is probably three. No, okay. that's not true. You you installed the mailbox on the front of the office. Uh, you haven't you haven't put up a freestanding oh, mailbox, sure. maybe. Okay. But but yeah, I mean, when when I was when I was younger, I did it like I'm pretty sure I'd done it twice at two different places that I lived, where like okay. the mailbox just fell over or the wood, like the four by four that it was on, eventually rotted or something. Right. Okay. Um, this wasn't like that. It was a metal pole which wasn't designed to have a mailbox on it. I don't think hmm. because the thing that was holding the old mailbox on was like a big gate hinge, uh, like maybe like a foot long and three inches wide hinge, like you'd put on a big wooden gate and then a bunch of metal angle brackets all bolted together. Uh, Really? Well, it was like they just built a mailbox post out of some shit they had laying around instead of going and buying the stuff they needed. And then there was another thing that was like a a bar with like a big square post welded to the middle of it with then this kind of spidery set of four flanges coming out of it at 90 degrees to the post that the mailbox was screwed into on the sides. Huh. But then it was also bolted to the pole in the back with bolts from both directions. So I had to take the whole rig off of the post to get to the bolts to take the actual mailbox off. Huh. It was a real clusterfuck. And then... You should have just taken a bat. Uh, yeah, I probably should have. <laughs> that would have been an easier way to knock it off. Uh, to be fair, it did keep the fucking mailbox on there in spite of the best efforts of those dipshit children. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know that they were children. Maybe it was just like some real asshole middle-aged dude. Because <laughs> oh, like, you okay. know, trying to recapture his lost youth. Right. Yeah, you know what I would From do if I was young me. and, st- you know, I like I'm maybe I'm too ugly to get like a 19 year old girlfriend and I can't afford a sports car. But you know what? You know what young kids do? They'll often drive along and hit a mailbox with a baseball bat. Maybe yeah, I'll do that true. tonight. Okay. Anyway, I had to drill a bunch of holes in the new mailbox to mount it onto the existing stuff that was there. Oh, you didn't just cut it down and put a new? No, we know as we were half an hour into trying to get the old one off, we thought, you know, maybe we should have just done (laughs) that. Go inside. But we'd have to go. We'd have to go get something else and like dig a hole to put it in. And that's true. And, you know. Yeah. You know what works uh, really well for uh, attaching, say, a pole, either wood or um, metal, into, say, stone, uh-huh. is uh, even if it's just dirt, you dig a hole, and uh, if you have some sulfur at hand, you melt the sulfur, and then you uh, pour it in there. Okay. And it kind of expands a little bit, and, and it hardens. I don't know whether to believe you or not. No, it's true. Really, and then whenever it rains, your mailbox catches on fire. It doesn't catch on fire. Okay. My, my dad taught me this, and I recently brought home a crate of sulfur for this type of job. I, I'm being serious. Serious to you right now. Doesn't sulfur burst into flames when it comes into contact with N- water? No. Are you sure? I'm very sure because all of this pile of sulfur was outside. Okay, but it never it never rains here. It rains. Are you sure it's not just a pile of, like, sulfur-flavored cotton candy? <laughs> I'm very sure. Because that would also not hold up very well. Am I thinking I'll, of, I'll bring you some sulfur tomorrow am, to work. Am I thinking of... I don't want that dangerous-ass shit at my office. We have water You're thinking in there. of something else. Am I thinking uh, of some other chemical that... Yeah. Bo- borat? Borat? No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cubert. Uh-huh. 
Uh, you are thinking of something else in, in biology our teacher showed us once. Okay. It's not sulfur. Okay. It's not sulfur because if it were, if you dropped a match into a pool, it would burst into flames. And matches don't. Matches aren't made of sulfur anymore. But they used to. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. Who would carry around something that if you just get it wetted? (laughs) But maybe that's why you weren't supposed to get your matches wet. Yeah, maybe that that was because they might catch fire. If you get them wet. Yeah, that, that sheds a lot of light on those Jack London stories. Uh-huh. Uh, Roy, uh, how, yes. about, uh, how about we get to the segment that we like to call topics? Okay, let's, let's do. What's today's topic, Roy? Uh, donating blood. Huh. How have do you, you feel donated about... blood recently? I have. I, I donated blood for the first time on, on Sunday. Really? Mm-hmm. I have never donated blood. I, I hadn't until then. Once, when I was a kid in high school, uh, I tried, I wanted to donate blood, but then they were like, you don't weigh enough hmm. uh, to donate blood. And so I came back the next year after I'd had a growth spurt okay. and I said, I'd like to donate blood. And they were like, no, we already have too much blood. Get the huh. fuck out of here. So really? then I just never tried again. <laughs> wow. Okay. Because they're all responsible for turning you away. Mm-hmm. What kind of blood do you have? Uh, the red kind don't yeah the red kind i i don't know that i really want to give it to anybody because i'm afraid that they would use it to perform dark rituals oh that's true uh i think you just have to check that box that you you don't approve really you think the kind of person that's going to perform a dark ritual with your blood cares whether you checked a box there's legislation that has made uh that not possible anymore but there's no oversight Mm, uh, they're paying they're paying they they gotta screen blood pretty carefully you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what do like they do if it, it doesn't if it doesn't cut the mustard? They just th- throw it down the drain. No, and then at the bottom of that drain is a pool where it uh, collects being collected and is used yes, to you're perform right. dark rituals. You're that's right. what I'm that's what I'm uh, telling and you. I think it should then be uh poured into a hole and then you put a post in there and you melt some sulfur and then you pour it over the blood. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that way the next time it rains, the sulfur bursts into flame and boils all the blood. Mm-hmm. And then later, then it, rains, it rains blood, and everybody thinks, ah, the apocalypse is nigh. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they use a big-ass needle to uh, remove your blood from your body. They take it from your ass? Yeah. It's gross, right? I don't think that's blood. <laughs> is there any place where I... you can donate poop? Is there like a locks of love except for poop? You know, I, I have heard of uh, fecal transplants, so I imagine that there must be. D- did you hear about that from me when I just made it up? No, it is a real Around, thing. To, to replenish somebody's gut flora. Yeah. Where you get an enema of somebody else's poop. Basically. That's pretty gross, Roy. Yeah. Well, uh, the case that I heard about was a husband and wife. And, oh, you know, they share They probably do else. that anyway. Yeah. Uh, they pass I could it say, over. I wouldn't be so, it wouldn't be so gross if it was your own, but like if you stored some, mm. you're like, ah, ah, you know what? I'm pretty happy with where my gut flora are right now. Right. So in case anything ever happens, like, uh, I don't know, I have to go to that lab from the Andromeda strain. Uh, I didn't read that or watch the movie. Okay. <laughs> but it's about a disease, right? Ye- I might be thinking of something else. And it kills all of your flora? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, the disease doesn't. There's some decontamination process. Or maybe I'm thinking of some Stephen King story or some other kind of story where there's some sort of really powerful antibiotic that just kills everything, but then you have to like keep taking it for the rest of your life because even like a common cold will kill you. 
Oh. Like, it'll cure or whatever, but, yeah, I don't remember what that story is. Uh, that doesn't sound like a Stephen King, but maybe. Okay. The Andromeda is Crichton, Maybe it's right? Michael Crichton, yeah. Yeah. The Andromeda strain is Michael Crichton. Okay. Has that has that awesome Michael Crichton ending where it's like, oh, no, we're two pages from the end of the book. I guess everything better just fucking resolve itself and nothing anybody did the whole time matters at all. Did that, that didn't happen in Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, it kind of did. Did it? Yeah, I don't remember. I just remember that the dinosaurs I mean, everybody were eating dies the, in the lysine. Di- yeah, everybody dies crops. in the dinosaurs escape. Like, it really doesn't... Ma- I mean, not everybody dies. I guess some of the characters that you like survive, so it matters to them. Hmm. But the problem doesn't get solved. And what was the problem? The dinosaurs. If the problem was somebody made some fucking dinosaurs, and they were super dangerous. Yeah, they, they are dangerous. They, you know, they should have made Speaking them on the moon. donating blood... Right. That is when the dinosaurs went into that weird trailer on campus to donate their blood. They had no idea what they were signing up for. <laughs> no, they didn't. Um, so I did le- learn this, right? Um, if you donate blood, you get really tired uh, from donating the blood. And I did get tired. I didn't expect it to happen. But then they give you free candy mm-hmm. uh, to replenish your, your candy uh, levels. Um, but what you can do, speaking of uh, storing stuff, is you could just store a bunch of your own blood and then just pump it back into yourself for a little pick-me-up. Oh. That's a safe and legal way to uh, experience a drug high. Really, is by giving yourself some extra blood. Yeah. That doesn't sound like it would work, right? It just it, seems it like works. it would make you bigger. <laughs> Downstairs. Um, it, it's a form of uh, doping. It's actually banned for uh, sporting events. Huh. Again, you don't believe me. I don't. It's a true thing. Sure. Another thing that you can do to make yourself stronger before the big game, inject some sulfur into your veins. (laughs) It will expand to fill in all the cracks where your weak, sissy little muscles aren't. Yep. Make it so you can throw the ball real far. Look, tomorrow I'm going to bring you some sulfur. I'm also going to take a photo of it and put it on our uh, Facebook and our Twitter thing. Okay. So where, people, where someone And I will pour some water something. on it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this will be the last episode of Advice Hot Dog. Uh, you know... This isn't the last episode of Advice Hot Dog, but it is an episode of Advice Hot Dog. And as it such, is. we should we should probably get to the uh, get to the part where we dispense advice to people. We have an all calls show this all week, calls. and that makes me super happy. All right. And uh, yeah, we got some calls from some people, and we're going to help them. But before we help them, Roy, let's have a cocktail. Okay. Roy, it turns out I was thinking of sodium, not sulfur. The correct mm-hmm. answer was sodium. Uh, so can you throw saltines into a pool and, and they'll burst into flame or some ramen? Yeah. Yeah. MSG, man, that shit. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's why it explodes when you eat it. That's why they say it's bad for you. Have you ever tasted MSG just by itself? I don't think so. It is super delicious. Yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> it is. Uh, you can just buy it. I mean, Lowry seasoned salt is basically just salt and MSG, right? I don't know. Uh, my mother used to have just a little salt shaker that was MSG. And if you go to an Asian market, you can just buy bags of it to, uh, you know, to you put know, in your ice cream or whatever. You know what you is like. the antithesis of umami is this week's cocktail, which is called what the Krechma? Uh, yes. K-R-E-C-H-M-A. Uh, we found this. and We were just looking through the Playboy uh, host and bar book uh, for something that we had all of the ingredients for. And we came across a set of instructions that said to mix these ingredients together, uh, shake them uh, with ice, strain into a cocktail glass, serve to girls with shit. Uh-huh. Serve to girls with a deep addiction to chocolate. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we thought, that's us. We are girls with a deep addiction to chocolate. And you know what? It is delicious. It is super delicious. This mm-hmm. this cocktail tastes like a Tootsie Roll. Yeah. And um, what you were talking about, uh, about the that flavor combination is that it has the... Oh, well, you you should say how to make it. Yeah. So it's one part uh, vodka, one part creme de cacao. Uh, half a part lemon juice and then a little bit of grenadine mm-hmm. and it tastes like a Tootsie Roll it and is, it's the it lemon juice kind of that, that I think the lemon juice reacts with the creme de cacao in a mm-hmm. way that just makes it taste like really really sweet mm-hmm. uh, more so than just creme de cacao in something by itself somehow I don't know what the I, don't I, know what the deal I, is. I think you may have stumbled upon the secret ingredient of the Tootsie Roll oh yeah mm-hmm. this might be what a, they, they might call this a Tootsie Roll now I, that's much better name than Kretschma like yeah. it's like hey come have some of this delicious cocktail the felcho <laughs> or this is my liquid queef uh-huh uh you know that's gross would you be really turned off by the liquid que- by queef? a list if somebody said here try a drink of this liquid queef mm-hmm. que- I, I mean uh, to be honest queef is a very friendly sounding word it is yeah mm-hmm. yeah it sounds like you know it like if you marshmallow were, if you were about to go on some sort of adventure where there were a lot of bad guys of uh-huh. different shapes and sizes that were coming after you, it seems like Queef would be the one good guy that you encountered yeah. who was weird and maybe you. he scared you to begin with. Mm-hmm. Before you got to know him. Yeah, but then he would come through in the end until maybe it seems like he was going to betray you because he was actually working for But it for was Jareth. just a ruse. Uh, but yeah, then he changed his mind because he actually did sort of like you. And then you're like, oh, Queef, I can't stay mad at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. How about some calls? Okay. Hey, Advice Hot Dog. It's Joel, your P-Shot pal. Hey, I was calling because I'm headed to San Francisco in a couple months. I don't know what to do. I've heard about the Exploratorium, but besides that, I'm completely lost. I heard you guys talk about them, so where should I go and what should I see? Thanks. You know, San Francisco is a great place to be P-Shy. Why, why is that? I don't know. I just Be, thought because I thought so I would say people. that to, to to make him less nervous about it. I I know that people aren't poo shy in it. <laughs> That's certainly true. You, yeah. People people have no compunctions about just taking a dump right on the sidewalk. You should take some baggies with you. Oh yeah, great! Mm-hmm. You take a garbage bag, you put it on your hand inside out, and then you can pick up as much human poop as you want, mm-hmm. and then you can have a flying toilet. Mm-hmm. But for somebody else, right? I mean, really, what you can do is you can take it down to the poo transplant place and donate it. Yeah, that's true. Don't get, don't waste it. You get a lot of money mm-hmm. for that. Uh, the Exploratorium is cool, uh, right. as you as you said. Um, what the else? botanical garden was really yeah, awesome. The botanical garden was pretty when cool. We, we went to that uh, in Golden Gate Park. There's a bunch of just neat stuff in Golden Gate Park. There's a little. Uh, there's like an island. Uh, in the middle of a lake, it's all man-made, but of there's the broken toys. Yeah, uh, but you go onto this island, and then you there's a kind of a meandering path up to the top, and then there's some ruins at the top, but they're ruins from like you know 150 years ago, or something. Uh, there's also oh, okay. the Sutro Baths are another sort of ruined old building, like just stuff that was destroyed in the quake and just cleaned up, but oh, there's still I some see. still some walls left oh, behind okay. and they just look like ruins like a lot of, there's a lot of ruined buildings on alcatraz too alcatraz was surprisingly fun like oh, it is I have a, not seen alcatraz. it is a touristy kind of thing but it's like i don't know man i had a really good time just sort of wandering around and the audio tour is pretty cool is there a bar there no there's not no. okay i don't know that there is even any place to get anything to eat really maybe i'm wrong about that we took a picnic 
Oh, really? You can picnic there? Yep. Yeah. Like out in the yard? You got to take a ferry. Yeah, out in the exercise yard. Uh-huh. You can go in the exercise yard. It's pretty depressing. But there's a lot of like, I am a sucker for like buildings that are being reclaimed by nature. Mm-hmm. I really, really like the look of that. And there's a lot of that on Alcatraz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're letting it happen to your own house. I know. It's great. The bees, the bees are just agents of that. They mm-hmm. put that honey in there. And then the next thing you know, flowers everywhere. Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, what what's been your experience? What's the what's the coolest thing you saw in San Francisco any of the times you were there? Uh, you know, because we live here, we don't have as much access to like uh Asian um stuff. Uh so I really like going to sort of uh Japantown and checking out the restaurants and shops that just have weird uh Japanese knickknacks. Okay. Mhm. That's a thing that that I really like. I don't know like I uh, grocery stores and, and Asian markets. I don't know that I've I've spent almost all of the time that I've spent in San Francisco in the Mission District. So it's more you know we, they they don't probably have as much access to Hispanic uh, culture and and products and services as we have here. Sure, but it's pretty close. Sure, they they come here and go to the Wow Mart. Yeah, um, I also really enjoyed the food in San Francisco, especially like the fry places, like mm-hmm. the Belgian fry fry places. Yep, and. Um, the crepe places which sometimes to, are the same you can go to the places that have crepes and frites and then if you go there on halloween they have crepes and frites yep it's pretty good it's one of your favorite things it is one of my favorite things that joke is one of my favorite things about yeah. san francisco i i am uh i am a big big fan of it you, here's the thing about san francisco you can use yelp and it is just awesome because the people density the density it. of people there that use it and the density of places that like you could go to a different awesome restaurant every day for 10 years and never go to the same one twice mm-hmm. yeah and really good sushi yeah right there's good sushi there's good it's not like jiro indian sushi. food there's there's a lot of good italian food and i don't even like mm-hmm. italian food you don't not really hmm. I, it's not a it's not a kind of food that i would tend to seek out huh there's even, I, even like the cheap pizza is pretty good. It's It's got that weird sort of, it's like New York in terms of its food culture, except a little more expensive. The food in New York is really good and really cheap. Really? Okay. For some reason. I guess there's some, there's some fairly cheap food in San Francisco too, but I don't know. Damien insists that the reason that food is so cheap in New York is because every restaurant is owned by people from different countries that hate each other. And so there's never, no one is willing to collude to keep prices high. <laughs> so it's like just this perfect, like, like an- animosity driven free market. <laughs> I, I, I think maybe they just don't talk to each other. <laughs> it could be. Hi, Zach and Roy. Um, I'm calling with a question about cruises. I know that Zach just went on a cruise, and I've never been on a cruise. I'm going to go on one this summer. Um, it's going to be about two weeks long in the Mediterranean, and my question is basically, is there anything that I should expect um, that you wouldn't necessarily think of, any general advice for people going on long cruises? Um, thanks so much. I'm Jesse, the cruise noob from San Jose. Love the show. Bye. Unfortunately, I've already forgotten everything that happened on really? the cruise. My, the cruise that I went on was fairly unusual, too, because it was a cruise that was like half nerds, half old people. Really? There were also, it wasn't just No, people. it wasn't just the oh. Joko people. Yeah, they're, they're not big enough to do that yet, really. Oh, they think okay. they're going to get there, but um, that'll be an entirely different experience. Couldn't you just taken a yacht then? Couldn't they have just done a yacht? Yeah, I don't know. Cruise? You know, are there a lot of charter yachts? I don't know. I mean, I, this, this is my advice. Don't drink the salt water. 
Yeah. It's salty. Bad idea. If the, and you stop on one of those islands and the guy says, hey, come into this dark alley where I will sell you some ganja. Mm-hmm. Don't go in there because yeah. he's going to roll you and take your wallet. Right. Or your pocketbook or your purse or whatever. Your cruise. Yeah. He's going to take your cruise tickets and assume your identity mm-hmm. and go back on there. Ha ha ha. I have infiltrated the boat. Mm-hmm. Is what no, you will say. All you can eat. Um, yeah, it is t- all you can eat. Yeah, there's food just everywhere, and it's free, and all. Should like, food you is eat the, something if it's halfway full? Food is the only thing that is uh, free. What? Like uh, I remember at the Sizzler where uh, in Prescott that we had a friend that worked there, and he said, "Don't ever eat anything that is ha- halfway full." Because they would just uh, f- fill up, they would just top it off. Oh, so I see. Just... So only the tops of everything. Yep. Now, they the, the quality of the food was pretty universally good on, okay. on the cruise that I was on. I mean, that's the, it's weird. They charge you for soda. I was surprised to find that you can only get water to drink for free. Like any, like even like a club, like seltzer water. I couldn't get soda water without paying like $2 or $2.50 a can. That's on. For it. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, it was like about as expensive to drink a Coke as it was beer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a thing that was a little bit surprising. I, you know, a lot of old people on the cruise may not liking the nerds so much. I don't know. It depends. There's different cruises, right? Like not what, all, what are the old people doing? I mean, they're, they're also there to have a good time reading, sitting by a pool. Yeah. But they, I don't know. There, there's just sounds like, like they're all just high on med- medical marijuana. I think they probably are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, but they really, they actually have cataracts. Oh, okay. I don't think they give you marijuana for cataracts. They Not anymore. I didn't see anybody smoking pot on the boat ever. Really? I never encountered any marijuana the whole time I was on the boat. And it's it would be legal, right? It wouldn't well, matter. Certainly not legal according to their policy. You know, it's not. They, they are they are the law. <laughs> John, Johnny Law, <laughs> Judge Dread, uh, Captain Dread. <laughs> um, right. So if if for some reason a, a bag of marijuana were to um, fall on the ship's deck. That's a cruise uh, term, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think you'd be able to smoke it if you're out in international waters. But I think they would probably throw right. you overboard for being in violation of... They would dump you at the next port, which uh-huh. happens to be Jamaica. <laughs> so, so no problem. Yeah, you'd probably be just fine. Okay. Just fine. I understand that Jamaica's really dangerous. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's not half as fun as uh, the, what the media they, uh, tries to Nobody had anything good to say about Jamaica uh, on the cruise that I was on. The previous year, it had gone to Jamaica, and everybody was just like, yeah, Jamaica was fucking horrible. Why was uh, that horrible? I don't know. I didn't really ask. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Will Wheaton described Jamaica as a fucking piece of shit. Wow. That's what he said. I thought, those are That's strong words. That's not an endorsement. Those are strong words, Will Wheaton. Those are fucking piece of shit i don't even know man i don't i don't know that i would want to classify a whole country as being a piece of shit i met a man on the airplane who was from jamaica and he seemed like a he seemed like a good fella yeah he's an older guy who owned a lot of eyeglasses factories and retail stores really Mm -hmm. Hmm. and traveled around the world making love to women it sounds like he has it figured out yeah he really did Mm mm-hmm uh, too, unfortunately, I was in first class because I got a cheap first class upgrade at the last minute, and uh, I was so drunk because I was really scared about the flight. Mm-hmm. This was my first flight in a really long time. I don't remember most of the advice that he gave me. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, but, but, I mean, what you do remember does seem important, right? What, was, wasn't that his advice is uh, make love to as many women as you oh, can? Oh, probably, yeah. It was weird. I, you know, he talked about stuff, and he wasn't, like, bragging exactly. He was just telling stories, you know, mm-hmm. and... 
I was like, you know what? I don't know that I, I don't know if I believe this guy. Uh, this guy is telling some stories about, you know, uh, a way with women that I don't know that I believe that he has. But then seeing him interact with the flight attendant and seeing the way that it, it was astonishing how deftly this guy just charmed that woman. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that he probably could have taken her home after they got off the flight. Really? Just watching them interact. It was super weird. Super, How old was this, was this gentleman? He was probably 60. How old was she? Mm, 40. Oh, okay. It's respectable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, the seasickness thing, a lot of people were really bothered by. I, It was... The the motion of the boat was way more noticeable than I expected it to be, but it bothered me a lot less than I would have expected it to. Hmm. Um, some people are bothered by it. Huh. Um, you know what's good for motion sickness? Mm-hmm. Marijuana. Yep. Smoke some of those dank, dank nugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that's worse if you are in a cabin that doesn't have windows. Oh, yeah. Um, that would make but, sense. You know, and it's probably too late to change that if that's if that's something that is not already the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just be open for new experiences. You're going on a cruise. Yeah. That's a new experience. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. It's cool. I was hoping that there would be moments where you'd go outside and that there would be uh, like Like it'd be really, really dark. uh, So you'd see a lot of stars, but that never really happened. There's always a lot of lights on the boat. Oh, Um, okay. So, yeah. You know, and they stop in ports and the ports are really, you know, designed to be stopped in by American tourists. And so they're kind of gross unless you. Well, to me, a person who finds commerce gross, uh, they're especially gross. Mm -hmm. Um because it's just restaurants and shops and stuff. But you can kind of wander around. I mean, you, you can, you know, you can sometimes like go out to places that aren't as touristy and, and just mess around. Usually in tow with somebody who has the balls to do that. I, I would never, I but think. Because you have to find your way back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. Jesus. Man. Mm-hmm. That would have been a mess. Mm-hmm. If I strike out on my own, I would still be there. I would still be on, on, on Curacao. That, that's where you stopped? We stopped in Curacao. Places? We stopped in Aruba. And then where else did we stop? We stopped uh, Half Moon K. Hmm. I think that might have been it. Okay. I think there were only three stops. That's not in the Mediterranean. No. It's in the Caribbean. The Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take another call. Hi, this is Michael, a.k.a. Naked Jew, calling to re-record the question I called in with earlier because I rambled on too much on that one. Basically, the question is, uh, when you have a really good day amongst basically a never-ending expanse of mediocre days, how do you deal with uh, coming off the high of receiving great news or completing a big project and then having to go back and just go right back to the grind? Thanks. Bye. You know, this is a good question. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely feel where he's coming from. In the longer version of this call, he talks about having finished a project that he had been that had been weighing on him for a really long time that he needed to finish for school and then finding out some good news from some friends and how that was just a really awesome day. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I, I think for the last couple of days, I've been noticing being a little depressed because just, you're done just with sort of melodies because I got done with a whole bunch of stuff that had to be done and was was sort of all consuming for a while and then once it once it was out there it was like all right there's that there's that moment of like satisfaction mm-hmm. um especially like pretty much the best that I ever feel is after we roll out something big in the game that I work on and I can just like sort of sit there and like see people talking about it and enjoying it like 
seeing sure. people enjoying something that I've worked really hard on and like I relax and it's like, yeah, that's about the best that I ever feel. That's like when um, I have an opening for a show. Yeah. Which I haven't done in a couple of years. So mm-hmm. uh, it's been rough. But it's, it is weird. I mean, because you think the whole time you're doing this deadline, you're thinking, oh God, it's going to be so great when this is over. But then once it's, once it's done, it's just, there's this hole in you that was filled by this pressure and you don't mm-hmm. know you know, when there's a hole, if you don't immediately find something to fill it up, it's probably going to fill up with despair that wells up from inside you. Sure. Um, I mean, all you have to do is really create a new deadline for yourself. Sure. Just start, start working on something else. Amnesia. If you're, not, if you're not the kind of person that enjoys relaxing, which I am not. Oh, I sometimes really enjoy relaxing. Really? Do, mm-hmm. do you like just doing nothing? Uh, you know, when I've gone on vacations... And I have spent them doing nothing. I've really enjoyed that. Hmm. Like actually sleeping in a hammock for most of a day. That's really awesome. Because I spend the rest of the time thinking about things. I don't have to actually make anything or do anything. I find it recharging for uh when I can. You know, I guess that was one surprising thing about the cruise was that there was, you know, since there was no... I didn't want to spend a bunch of money and time being on the internet while I was on the boat because that seems stupid. Mm-hmm. So I just arranged to not have to do any work for right. a week, which right. I never do. Mm-hmm. And it was... But you thought about things, right? I did. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, <clears throat> you you, you got to take a break sometimes, even if you don't want to take a break. I mean, I, I thought... It's necessary. So these projects are done. I can go in and I can get some stuff done that you know, some little things that I've been putting off, but then I go in and I just don't do them. Oh, really? You know, I spend a day just like kind of staring at the screen and not really accomplishing anything Hmm. to speak of. I mean, and some stuff gets done, right? I mean, it's not, but it's not enough to satisfy me. You know what actually does relax me? Hmm. If I spend a day like cleaning the house, if I just wake up and I spend an entire day like, and I'll usually like listen to back episodes of This American Life or something mm-hmm. and just like clean the garage and then do mm-hmm. my laundry and then take go care of the clean up the yard and just yeah. do do a bunch of stuff that is work that you don't have to think about. Well, it's not not only that. I mean, it's all the stuff that you weren't doing because you were so involved in your deadline or the yeah. big project that you were doing. And this sort of like clears the air for yourself. Right. You put things in order. And then you can move on to the next step. But as far as feeling like, the, you know, the good day, I mean, sure, you feel bad when it's over. But if if it wasn't for normalcy being a baseline, that day wouldn't have been good. Yeah, you shouldn't right? feel bad that the day is over. You should just make it possible to have another day like that. Yeah. So, like, maybe make some more friends or, I don't know, maybe uh, impregnate a whole bunch of people. So mm-hmm. then you'll have over and over again the joy of your first child people. being born. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Again, having good news to tell people. Mm-hmm. It's another good thing. Dear Advice Hot Dog, is there anything good to eat for breakfast for someone who hates eggs? Thanks. Roy, I'm at a loss. Are you? No. Oh, Okay. But what's your advice uh, for a, breakfast? A, a healthy and uh, delicious and nutritious bowl of grape nuts. Mm, okay. A little bit yeah. of milk. You know, I don't... good for you. Um, I will eat cereal on occasion, but it's only if other people are eating cereal. I, I never think to eat cereal in mm-hmm. the morning. Some things that I really like in, in the morning, other, other than eggs, because I do really enjoy eggs, is I will make salty pancakes, 
which is I will stir fry some vegetables and then put that in a pancake batter and then make some kind of savory gravy or sauce to uh, put on top of it. Uh, one uh, private, not really private, a joke. Well, not anymore. A joke that friends of Roy have between all of us is mm. that Roy... Is it really friends or just you? No, it's 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 a lot of people. Okay. Uh, the reason that Roy is late for a lot of things is because Roy spends four hours a day making breakfast. Mm-hmm. But I have to start the day off right. Sure. Otherwise, it, it ruins the rest of the day. I'm out of sync. I, my girlfriend and I have been intending for the last three weeks uh, to spend one weekend morning making pancakes and have not managed to get around to it. Oh, really? I, yeah. I have some pancakes left over from last weekend. That sucks. The, no, the, I was just going to bring them. Pancake inequality you. is what is tearing this nation apart. <laughs> I, I, I am the 99% with no pancakes, Roy. Yes, yes, you are. I am the 1% with all the pancakes. You have all the gravy. Uh, you know what I've been eating for breakfast most days in the last couple of weeks? Because I've just sort of... I, I have to really fight the urge to just get up, put on clothes, and immediately go to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I that is what I like doing in the morning. I don't like if I spend an hour at my house before I go to work. I feel like that I develop some inertia that kind of stays with me the entire time. I have I have the opposite where I have to fight the urge to uh, you know not make breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I've been eating just like a handful of nuts for breakfast. Really? Yeah. And I mean it's nuts and coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Always coffee. Okay. But yeah, just a handful of nuts. I mean, it, you know, it it makes you not hungry. Right? Sure, and I guess it, so. You need some you need some carbs in the morning for your brain to work right. Apparently, this morning I ate some potato chips. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. hmm. Just, while I was making breakfast, that isn't a very healthy breakfast, Roy. <laughs> they were kettle kettle cooked, and then you ate breakfast while you were making lunch. Mm-hmm. You ate lunch while you were making dinner, mm-hmm. and then you came to do a podcast. Yep. Uh, there's all kinds of things you can eat for breakfast, man. Bacon. You just make a like a church out of bacon, like a little model church. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Three dimensional. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like a diorama, and you can. So, so then you, you have can, to get one of those big tubs. So you right? can you can uh, enjoy bacon and fellowship. Huh. All right. I like that. Uh, sometimes you can make a like make a milkshake out of just butter. That's pretty healthy breakfast. Okay. Just whip. Just whip some butter in a blender. Whip, whip butter. <laughs> yeah, just drink it down. What What if you're using whip butter to start start off with? What, what, don't you have to add something else, some other? Uh, chocolate syrup. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty gross. I'm thinking about that, and it's pretty gross. Uh, I have sometimes... Now, I really don't care about the rules for breakfast, so there are times that I will have soup for breakfast if, if I have soup leftover from the previous previous night because i really like soup mm-hmm. uh, uh, roy's soup almost always has hot dogs in it sometimes um i also really like um uh chili con carne carne or green chili anything that has chili in it okay and maybe meat you like a- i like potato potato things in the morning a lot this guy can't have huevos rancheros because he doesn't like the huevos hmm that's true. I mean, you could just have the rancheros, which is sauce on a tortilla. <laughs> the problem with not eating eggs is that there's nothing like eggs. No, that's true. Different kinds of eggs. But, you know, those. Yeah. Are still how, eggs. how would that scene in Hannah be? Like, yeah. toss me that potato, and then yeah, she just, just swallows a whole raw potato. <laughs> 
Yeah, that, and chokes that, on she it. She chokes on it and dies, and the movie ends right there. And then yeah. you know, Eric Bana never gets his. Uh, oh, no. never gets his. Uh, what What do you call it when somebody is comeuppance? No, no, is uh, what do you call it when when somebody is awarded an, a medal after they're dead? Oh, uh, post post posthumous. Oh, medal posthumous. Yeah, he never gets his honor. posthumous revenge. Oh, that's true. Why couldn't I think of posthumous? But uh, he was still alive when she ate the egg. Oh, right. So he would have found her and then uh, killed the other guy for uh, giving her her a potato. Yeah, you should have known better. She's never seen a potato. You might as well have handed her a hand grenade. Except she would have known how to use that. probably true. They didn't have potatoes up in the wilderness. All they had was like bird eggs. Bird eggs and elk. (laughs) If he had tossed her an entire elk, would she just split open and drunk the contents of? That's good breakfast. Yeah. Church made of bacon or an entire elk. Uh, just a just bag like, of beef jerky is fine. Okay. Yeah. It has protein in it. Twinkies. In it. Yeah. Uh, a martini. Sure. Drink, drink your mean, breakfast. Just uh, open up. Oh, again with the egg. Oh, you were going to suggest a martini with an egg yeah. in it? Uh, that seems like it'd be kind of gross. Mm-hmm. Like a pickled egg. You, you put a pickled egg on a skewer and drop yeah. it in there? You know, I'm very disappointed that I didn't like pickled eggs more than... Uh, yeah more than any (laughs) yes more than at all (laughs) i really really wanted to like pickled eggs yeah it seemed like a thing that would be pretty good whereas like pickled pig's feet seems like it would probably be really gross maybe it's delicious but a pickled egg you're like oh man i like pickles and i like hard-boiled eggs but then you're like no no it's gross yeah this tastes like it came from a truck (laughs) (laughs) like a truck laid an egg yeah well, you know, some of them have those. They truck do taste nuts, rubbery. It's and some weird. Of them have like a rubber cloaca that occasionally lays a pickled egg, Rocky Mountain street. pickled egg, and then and then there's the street sweepers. They come along behind the trucks, oh, gather up the eggs, up. put them in those jars in the bars. Mm-hmm. Hey, Rice Hot Dog, this is Joel. So I'm a I'm assistant manager at a retail place, and I have a customer that comes in pretty often that I believe to be mentally unstable. She's not been violent at all, and she usually purchases her stuff and leaves after talking to us about how people will cut down your trees to fake a tornado using their emergency weather radio. Should I do anything about this? It's been going on for maybe about a month now. Her stories are entertaining, but she is a problem customer and takes up much more of my time than I need her to. Thanks for the advice. You know, Joel... I think that what you have on your hands here is not a problem, but a treasure. Mm-hmm. A treasure of uh, stories. Right? Yeah, you're going to want as many of these stories as you can, because if they're all as good as that one. Remember that crazy guy that used to come to Chris's house all the time and <laughs> once asked him if he had seen anyone uh, in the neighborhood who looked suspicious because somebody came by every couple of months and replaced the light bulbs in his porch lights with burned out light bulbs. I don't remember that. Really? Yep. Like every couple of months. Yeah, like every once co- a year, yeah, someone comes like, by. Replaces this light bulb with a burned out light bulb. Yeah. Huh. Um, I, I don't remember that. Guy. Hang, hang on to that. There was a woman. Uh, d- did you? Uh, did you? When you were working at uh, a, at a store or a restaurant or whatever in Prescott, have the fit as a fiddle and ready for love lady? No. As a regular, she used to come into the restaurant that I worked at and get coffee. Uh, same conversation every day. How you doing today, Edith? Fit as a fiddle and ready for love. 
Hmm. And I don't know if she was crazy or no, she was just propositioning just boring you every day. Yeah. She, well, she was talking to the lady who was the manager, not me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The manager really liked her. She was she looking at you when she said it? Uh, no, no. I think she was, re- I think she was, you know, friend of Judy. Oh, I don't know what, le- I don't know who lesbians are a friend of. What, what are lesbians like? I think uh, she was, Elvis Presley. I think she was of the indigo persuasion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How do you, yeah, I there, don't know. I feel um, like there are no like polite ways to 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 no because people people get very excited about lesbians so they just say uh i think she's a lesbian and then everyone's like like, who hot or shit old hot old lady lesbian Mm -hmm. that's not hot yeah but you know i mean everyone grows old sure i mean i guess as you get older that's that's one advantage is that like yeah now even old lady lesbians are hot yeah to me Mm -hmm. yeah you gotta you gotta just keep you got to keep racking up these stories. Write them down. Write a book. Yeah, write them down. You can down. get $4,000 from the government just for writing a book about how instead of masturbating for a year, you listen to this crazy woman's conspiracy stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and just hope that she doesn't tell like a sexy story that gives you the urge. Sure. Uh, ju- when you're writing these down, just use a clipboard. So it seems like you're taking inventory of uh, something. Yeah. Also, here's a, here's a pro tip about being an assistant manager at a retail store doesn't fucking matter if you're any good at your job <laughs> like it's a retail like like unless it's like an independent store and the owner is somebody that you like and care about and that you believe is like grooming you to take it over when they die or well, even if they're not grooming you right you you want to be good at your job yeah, sure but it's not that doesn't mean that it doesn't matter it may not matter no, ultimately <laughs> no job matters but you don't need to do you don't need to be mean to a crazy person no because you feel like she's interfering with your ability to do some bullshit retail job as well as you think you should be doing it yeah like, just, just be polite like dealing you know being nice to this woman is part of your job mm-hmm. think about it that way may, maybe she will write you in her will because it turns out she's a crazy uh, heiress Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe it's her cutting down all the trees and pretending that tornadoes came through, and then she's selling the timber. Yeah, that's how she made all her money. Mm -hmm. Ah, Roy. Uh, That would be so terrible if if you had to depend on uh, only the wood that you sold from your yard. Right on yeah, for, yeah. for a like living in, in town. If you lived in town, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm yeah. A, if you're I'm a, 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 I'm a lumberjack, I have 400 square feet of of prime timberland. Yeah, yeah, that would be uh, terrible. Yeah, location, location, location. <laughs> yes, that's important. That's what's the most important thing about lumberjacking. Uh, you know, you can also get four thousand dollars from the government to write a book about not lumberjacking for an entire year. Yeah, that's true. Roy, if somebody wanted to write to us and ask us how to get that sweet, sweet government money, how I, would they do that? I think that they would go to Advice Hot Dog, and there they would see links to all of the ways that they can uh, t- uh, get in touch with us. Of course, so you I mean advicehotdog.com. There are a lot of ways to take charge. Uh, And you can take charge by following us on Twitter and sending us a message at Advice Hot Dog. You can also uh, go to Facebook.com slash Advice Hot Dog. Like us there, right? So it shows up on someone else's stupid feed. And uh, send us a message that way. Or you can send us a personal email to advicehotdog at gmail.com. Or you can give us a phone call like all the great people who were in this show did. And they would dial the telephone number 769-218-9225. 
or you can also send us a package or a postcard to Advice Hot Dog, P.O. Box 41774, Mesa, Arizona, 85274. Or you could camp outside the P.O. Box hoping to catch a glimpse of us. Yeah, that's true. That Don't actually sometimes. do that. That would be creepy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, I'd probably give you a dollar. Uh, Roy, uh, we didn't, uh, the stinger that I thought we were going to use is a stinger that we had already used, so we had to make up a new stinger at the last minute. Mm-hmm. And what what is it that you're going to say? Tropic of Cancer or Tropic of Leprechaun? Uh-huh. Uh, can, wait, which one's the north one? Uh, Leprechaun. Okay, because it runs right through Ireland, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yep. Uh, and uh, so if you're at Tropic of Leprechaun, do you, do you find the pot of gold? No. No, oh. that's at the end of the rainbow. Okay. Uh, Tropic if, of Leprechaun is more like a ley line that just runs between various leprechauns. Okay. Now, if you're at Tropic of Cancer, what happens to you then? Uh, you either get cancer or if you already have cancer, it gets You give cured. it to someone? Oh. oh, yeah. You get a million dollars and someone that you don't know gets your cancer. <laughs> oh, but, but, then, but then it's something like, did you really know your wife or your girlfriend? And then they get mm, cancer. Yeah. But, but then all they have to do is pass it on, right? Sure. Well, but I mean, then you really, going through that, you really get to know them. And then if they make it, you've got a lifelong oh, new new friend. That's beautiful. So there's that. There's the advantage of getting to know your wife better after surviving cancer. Sure. Uh, Tropic of Leprechaun. Did I ever tell you about uh, a dream that I had when I was a kid where I uh, found the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, but it turns out that it was just my grandfather's lunch pail? Really? Uh, and then I looked again and realized that the it was just like a big wooden rainbow that was suspended from a crane. <laughs> A, a wooden rainbow mm-hmm. that was painted or yeah, it was just a painted wooden rainbow and i was like oh okay that's oh. why it was grandpa's lunchbox instead of a pot of gold because oh, that wasn't a real fooled. rainbow yeah i don't know if somebody was trying to trick me you're sure it wasn't laminated wood with rare woods from the tropics oh it might have been it was pretty it was pretty far away okay is that a thing that they do with the tropic of leprechaun will they make like inlay like a mother of pearl inlay for the white part of the rainbow it could and, be. And uh, they inlay some chalcedony uh, mm-hmm. for the green part. And they, some, what else do you inlay? I don't even uh, know if chalcedony <laughs> is a thing that you inlay. Uh, some malachite uh, chips. Sh- sure. Um, some potato chips for the brown. <laughs> yeah, some <laughs> blue potatoes. Roy G. Brown. Right. That's what they say, right? Red, orange, yellow, green, brown. <laughs> I would go with cancer. Tropic of Cancer. I'm going to have to disagree with you and say Tropic of Leprechaun. Okay. You heard it here first. We're going to have to agree to disagree. Yeah. But, you know, everyone finds the answer at the end of the wooden rainbow. Do you have any any parting thoughts? Do you have any last minute minute news? Yeah, I do. Uh, It is graduation season, so I want to uh, congratulate everyone who's graduating from, uh, say, uh, kindergarten to first grade or... Uh, junior high to high school, high school to uh, no job or college, and college to no job or, or either job. of those things to job. I would also like to congratulate all of those people working in the field of science who may have used a graduated cylinder today in oh, the course of their day-to-day yes, that's true. work. Uh, so a special uh, graduation congratulations to Eric on graduating and anyone else named Eric who is also graduating. Yeah, everyone really named Eric, mm-hmm. who was of the right age. To, did he graduate from college? Yeah, hmm. D- double degree. 
Double degree. The deuce. Do they call him the old double D? <laughs> yeah. It's because he has big tits. <laughs> yep. Good night, everybody. Good night.